0: 15 minutes uh, 15 minutes it is now before 8 p.m. you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro and I'm joined now by uh, business journalist Annelisa Tu so we're going to take a look at the big stories uh, on this Tuesday that have been moving markets and asset values in the marketplace and uh, uh, Anelisa joins me now on the line good evening to you Annalisa and okay, John <clears throat> typically let's maybe start off uh i mean i'm I certainly welcomed and uh, uh sort of breathe a sigh of relief uh, i must add uh when i heard that the tur's really uh, re- uh, uh covid 19 ters relief will be extended uh for another i guess a uh, few weeks or, or another month or so right up until the end of august uh, we know it was supposed to end now in july and uh, muted uh, for a three-month period uh, it certainly has I guess, been able to give much-needed relief uh, to many of those who work in sectors that have been uh, shut down due to lockdown regulations or some of those that have been laid off uh, during this difficult moment.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think um, that's one of the good news that came out, especially for Umshadu Um And, I mean, I I genuinely think we, we, ha- we still have enough money for the fund. I remember we, when the president announced the fund, it was about 100 billion rand. So... So far, um, the U.S. says they've paid about 30 billion to us, again, so the extension is not even a stretch outside what they had budgeted for. However, I have my own concerns um, just in terms of how the fund previously has had its own flaws. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. while it's good news, it might even give us, um, I guess, more time to refix some of those concerns that I think yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I, I guess for me, even though I'm quite happy that there's this extension, my biggest concern is that many of us, myself included, are still sort of waiting out uh, on payments from earlier months, I mean, or April or May, inshallah, jalo So I guess there's a big question there around what this extension is going to mean for many of those whose uh, applications are still stuck in the process.
1: Exactly, because, I mean, like I said, I had my own reservations about previously how everything was built, and when some of the problems that they had was the slow pace of payout. Um, like I said, mm. March people, March, April, some people still haven't even been paid today. Um, and also there was a lot of fraudulent activities just linked um, to, to, to to the TRS, um fund. And again, I mean, I was reading one article where they said companies were claiming for Abandabasile, Abandabasile, is isn't. But my point is, it's
0: just... I mean, look, if <laughs> <laughs> I <mean. laughs> but uh, i I guess um like you said
1: it's for so everyone now, the next question is, okay, you guys are giving us an extension, so what now um what does it mean and I guess um the next the next six weeks um it means that they will try and catch up on the debt pay also because remember mm-hmm. people still haven't been paid, so they launched um quite a, an extensive requirement last week, saying that they're trying to also improve the amount of fraudulent activities that happen. So let's, it, it will be a bit quicker once they actually get into the avoiding of trying to be scammed, if I were to put it yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I, I saw a comment from Kosatu where really they're saying that the extension is not just going to benefit everyone, but the extension could only, could possibly um Benefit the 60 year olds, the 60 plus people who aren't able to work now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think dis- disabled or dis- the disability community. Um, so I guess it's, it's, it's a bit of a an, an ex- stretch to the people that went uh, properly accommodated by the T- TRS right now
0: yeah yeah hey, certainly troubling times uh anticipated on uh, some of these issues and uh, we'll certainly watch la uif quite closely let's take a look now at um what's happening in the world of bitcoin now and least i don't know what some of your thoughts are on bitcoin but uh, i'm always sort of quite reluctant uh, to uh, sort of speak about things that i can't or understand you know the underlying evaluation but but, but let's talk about it here for a second there's a bitcoin exchange in south africa uh, south africa's largest exchange which has some notable investors, including a former FNB CEO. They've now gone on a sort of capital or book-raising mission here, hoping to raise some money so they can extend their offering. Um, talk to us about this.
1: Look, a bit of caution before I even get into the discussion get Bitcoin, because I've been quoted, misquoted a couple of times, because I've the under Bitcoin, they understand the Bitcoin danger liable than what an average market-interested person or market analyst would understand it. Um, so I guess in this case, if it's a company, one do you get it? Not necessarily the mm. industry itself, because my concern about the Bitcoin, again, is someone is going to quote you and then start a Facebook page and then start getting people. <sighs> <laughs> Nevertheless, um, no, I, I, I was reading
0: somewhere. Uh, just just on this point that you're raising, and uh, we're going to have to take a quick spot break, but just before we get to the spot break, I was reading something from uh, a Time magazine, and they ran a story uh, where they were talking about how all of uh, these sort of direct marketing and even I would call a push-push uh, at this point, all of them are spiked now because everybody's being encouraged to make a million from where they are at home, so something really to think about but um it seems i guess by all accounts and i know some of the people who uh, are involved in this that uh, i mean, I see some of them as very credible people so uh, i guess there are credible and uh, also incredible yeah. parts of uh, the bitcoin uh, ecosystem let's take a break now and uh, when we come back we'll take a look at some of the stories uh, in the marketplace that are coming through including one coming from the dbsa Seven minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned into our business wrap here on Metro FM Talk, and I'm joined by business journalist Annalisa Toussoua. We're taking a look at some of the big stories in uh, the uh, marketplace on this Tuesday. And uh, if you just joined us, we took a look at the extension of the COVID 19 uh, temporary employer employee relief scheme to uh, the month of August in line with the, ex- the uh, extension of the disaster regulations around COVID 19. But we also uh, took a look at the expansion of uh, South Africa's largest Bitcoin exchange and uh, hoping to expand into uh, derivatives and even uh, other instruments there that uh, would allow uh, them to continue with uh, their market-making function there. And talking about making markets, uh, uh, Annalisa, I'm quite interested in your thoughts of uh, the DBSA joining uh, a few local and international funders here and financing a massive um, liquefied natural gas project all the way out in Mozambique.
1: Yeah, I think we spoke about this project actually last week. Um, I guess yeah, it's, a, exactly. it's a nice follow-up. Um, to see the development bank just investing on a neighboring country, but again, one of the reasons why they're saying they're investing in the project um, is because it has a spill-on effect on the South African economy. Um, I guess, I mean, they're putting $2 billion in it, so obviously something for South Africa has to come out. And I, I, I they quoted um, saying that, Some of the businesses that might even benefit from it are on the equipment side. Um, So equipment supplies, um, Mm -hmm. a couple of specialists can be transported into Mozambique if they need any. So I guess we spoke about it last week that as much as it's a big um, project for Mozambique and Tolto, but it's also a big regional project for our regional development because, of of course, we can't be talking about Mozambique and not talk about the fabric region.
0: Uh, And of course, I mean, you know, if uh, you go into the region, you'll find some very fascinating projects that the DBSA is involved in, anything from road infrastructure to financing uh, uh, gas projects like this particular one. And uh, I mean, when you look at this one, Annalisa, and uh, I guess in relation to, uh, you know, some of the energy security and, uh, uh, um, you know, the, the potential export opportunities that are available here. I mean it's uh, not only just going to have a um, massive uh, potential upside for dbsa only but even some South African companies who might potentially be service providers or suppliers uh, to this as it gets rolled out
1: I think so i mean it, it, again in terms of the export um, we could also see some of the south largest South African companies gaining on the export side of this uh, the gas industry of course it's i think energy i think with the energy in daba last year where they were saying they also, in terms of the continent, we need to boost our own energy supply. And gas mm. is one of the industries that will be, that is fast, growing fastly um, in, in, in the continent. So I'm guessing, again, what DBSA has in mind is beyond the just Mozambique side of it, um, investing in a, in, in, in a neighboring country, but also the spill-on effect back into our own companies, our own people who will be able to benefit and possibly um, Reinvest the money on
0: our side. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, just as we said, I guess last week, there's also some of the political questions that uh, uh, place some risk uh, here. So, as much as we can talk about the upside, but uh, if, if there isn't a resolution of some of the political contests uh, and even some of the incidences of uh, terrorism that we've seen in the uh, just alongside the northern coast. Uh, or the uh, uh, sort of northern Mozambican coastline. Yeah, so uh, some challenges there with uh, Anelisa Toussaint's network. We're gonna have to leave it there, but uh, that being said, I guess the point uh, I was trying to make there is uh, that uh, there are other political considerations that might affect uh, the feasibility and the success of that particular project, which uh, the Development Bank of Southern Africa has uh, invested in. And uh, the last story I wanted us to take a look at uh, was uh, in relation to Long for Life. Now. and that's a group that uh, former Budweiser founder uh, Brian Joffe uh, is involved in. And uh, they are a very interesting, I guess, uh, holdings company because, as I said earlier on, they've uh, got some interest uh, in the um, world of sport and recreation. These are guys that give a sportsman's warehouse, outdoor warehouse, uh, felt, Skun, uh, and a few other brands. And uh, they also have a few uh, um, sort of uh, businesses in the beverages space. And uh, they also uh, are... Uh, the holders of the Sorbet Group or License, I assume, here in South Africa. And uh, that being said, they've uh, come out in the marketplace uh, earlier on today saying uh, on the back of the AGM, which happened at the start of this month, I think it was on the 1st of July, uh, that uh, now three weeks later to the dot, uh, that uh, they are going to be uh, buying back some shares, and uh, that to the tune of 110 million Rand. Now, I found the story quite interesting, because uh, we had a time now where, Many investors, uh, let alone paying out, or or many, I guess, accountants and uh, holdings companies, let alone going out and paying dividends, uh, aren't even considering share repurchases. And I wonder, I guess, uh, what the thinking was uh, in the Joffe camp there within uh, long for life and uh, uh, some of his other colleagues there, in really, I guess, undertaking this step here. Uh, Certainly gonna make uh, a lot of shareholders happy, and uh, we saw that uh, in the uh, share price earlier on today, but uh, I mean, just on the back of that uh, many people might be asking themselves why at this particular moment uh, would there be i mean this, this impulse to try and buy back your shares i mean um not just last week i think uh, they appointed a, a chief executive uh, in their sport and recreation division that's the division for sportsman's warehouse and outdoor warehouse and others and uh, had their agm uh, early on in this month as well and on the back of that making the decision to pump, I guess, 110 million rand back to their investors, buying back some of their equity. And uh, it makes one wonder why at this point in time. And uh, I guess uh, they're not a bank, so they certainly don't have to think about uh, the talking down to they might receive on the part of uh, uh, the uh, Prudential Prudential Authority uh, who has uh, come out earlier on in this crisis, suggesting that uh, banks must keep uh, the capital that they have as as a prudent measure and uh, retain some of that money rather than pay it out in dividends or buy back some of their shares well it seems for this player that uh, they've decided to buy back their shares let me know what you think about that give me a ring 089 uh, i certainly have my own misgivings at uh, this difficult moment in a wartime situation uh, yeah i don't know i'm a bit uh, reluctant when it comes to uh, share buybacks But uh, some of you might be able to tell me, I guess, why you would justify that under these conditions. Stay tuned.